0: Yeah. I could. I could maybe play with some editing with some of this and pull a couple and make us say weird things. There's nothing offensive. No, no, my mom listens to this now. I can't. (laughs) Right. Scoozie. Scoozie time. I do too. All the time. (laughs) Nobody knows. No. I can't imagine any other people that I could go Scoozie Mama and they're gonna be like, Mafia. (laughs) (laughs) That's mafia. What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out episode 76 of Raised a Geek. She Hulk just wrapped its first season and they went all out to do something different. So let's talk about it. I'm Chris. And as always, I'm here with my buddy Don. How are we doing, man?
1: Chris, what is up today, my friend? (laughs) I am okay. I am okay. I am doing well. Uh, Yeah, man, just enjoying this Saturday and getting ready to talk some She Hulk, but everything is good in my world. How
0: are you? I like it. Doing good, doing good. You had a birthday this week. Happy birthday, buddy.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Uh it was a big one. It was it was a milestone for four decades around the sun. But uh How's it so I'm feel? okay. How's it feel? I don't, I don't feel a day older than 45. So <laughs> <laughs> well. A day older yeah.
0: than a little bit older,
1: huh? Yeah. It's okay, man. I'm 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 doing well and trying to think of some new hobbies that maybe like 40 year old Don can do like this 40 year old Don start fishing or, or, uh, playing chess or, or stuff, stuff that young man Don would have never thought could have been interesting. Like, am I going to be a golf guy now? Do I go spend a thousand dollars on golf clubs? I don't know who, who, who knows it's the world is now open to me as midlife has crept upon me. Yeah. Uh, middle, <laughs> so. middle
0: age. Now we get to, yeah, we have no excuse. Like we could do whatever we want now. Right.
1: Yeah, man. And all the things we
0: don't care about following trends or knowing what's going on. We're just like, whatever.
1: I'm gonna play
0: chess in the park, according to Don. That's (laughs) (laughs) that's a 40-year-old thing to do. A twenty-year-old
1: Don would have never been interested in that. Maybe forty-year-old Don is, so we're just gonna have to find out.
0: (laughs) Maybe Well, that sounds exciting. Exciting. Dude, this week, did you see The Rock out there spoiling his own movie? Uh yeah. It's been all over
1: twitter and other places but yeah
0: i've kind of i don't know what's up with that (laughs) like we have we have black adams finally coming out the rock's been trying to get this or dwayne johnson's been trying to get this movie made for like what a decade basically and he finally got it made movies out or coming out on the 21st so here in the next week but then you have him on the press tour basically telling everyone what's going to happen in the post credit scene now i'm going to talk about it because he's doing it so we're going to talk about it if you don't want to know if you somehow made it this far and you don't know and you don't want to know skip ahead a couple minutes because yeah we're chat about it here for a minute but he's basically telling you that henry cavell as superman is going to be in the post credit scene of this movie so he will have a cameo and they will do it sounds i've heard mixed reports on whether it's Black Adam versus Superman or Black Adam versus Superman and Shazam. Cause I've also heard that Shazam is in the scene. Oh, really? Um, but once again, no one's seen it yet. It's just literally rumors and speculation, but the rock Black Adam himself is out there basically telling people, Hey, guess what happens in the cre- post credit scene? Superman's in it. Henry Cavill's in it. Come see my movie. So now to me, this just smacks of nobody's going to see this movie. Yeah, it's it, it comes off pretty desperate, doesn't it? Not, I mean, do you know what other movie did this recently this year? What's that, Morbius? Oh, yeah, how did yeah, the, the director went and did an interview where he basically spoiled all of the post credit scenes that they had and talked about them and Morbius's place in the MCU and Morbius' place? But you I mean, the director went out there and basically just spoiled the whole end of the movie for everybody and was just like, screw it, we don't care, we're just gonna talk because no one's. No one's going to go see this movie. No one's interested in this movie. So we're going to try to at least drum up some curiosity. So I mean, the, to me, that's just what I think of when yeah. I see him doing this. It's just like, really, man, you can't just keep that quiet. Like, you really need. I mean, if he wasn't worried about people coming to see this movie, he wouldn't have done this.
1: Yeah, like, totally agree with you. And I, like I said there, I think it's kind of it's kind of a desperation move, right? A little bit and. Here's the thing, even without this information, I still think people would have gone and seen the movie. Maybe not in as huge numbers as they're hoping for. It's not going to be like, you know, Top Gun numbers or Avengers movie (laughs) numbers. (laughs) Wait, do you ever think you would say that sentence? It wouldn't be Top Gun dollars,
0: but. (laughs) Right.
1: Uh, But that's where we are now. Um, But yeah, I kind of, I'm not a fan of this uh, kind of promotion and marketing from like the star and creator behind the film kind of telling i i'm i wasn't in a rush to go see black adam but it would have been nice if if i did and not known that was coming and been surprised by it like especially just the way the world is now how up in arms everybody gets on spoilers and like having stuff ruined and stuff being on the internet the next day like it kind of seems like tone deaf a little bit from him to, to do that like Maybe you're exciting a certain group of people. Maybe you're gonna make a few more million dollars now of people who just only want to go see Superman. But are those the people you want coming to see the movie anyway? You know what I mean. If you're yeah. him, um, I guess dollars are dollars. But yeah, it's it's kind of rubs me the wrong way. It doesn't sit right with me that they're doing that. They don't do that in any MCU movies. You know, they don't. They they go all to all lengths to keep you from knowing what's going to happen in their yeah. post credit scenes. You know, they want it to be an experience you have in the theater to see it without expecting it, without knowing it now sitting there watching black Adam. That's all people are going to be thinking about the whole time. Like when's Superman coming, Yeah, what's Superman going to do? What's he going to say to Superman? Like, I don't know, man, I I'm not, a, not a fan of this tactic.
0: No, not at all. I mean, can you imagine the surprise now? Of course you and I, we've already said we're probably not seeing this movie in theaters right um not really in a rush to run out and see it so chances are this was going to get spoiled for us either way time i mean (laughs) there was no way as soon as the public saw it yeah it was going to be out i mean there was no way we weren't going to be spoiled from it but it just yeah it makes me look at this movie worse
1: yeah it's it's not it's not a plus in my book either it's not like it does not to end. Then that's our last question: Is does this make you want to see that anymore? So I think for both of us, it sounds like no, not really. <laughs> Maybe less, you
0: know, a little, yeah, <laughs> a little less. Because yeah, why? I mean, as you said, if I wasn't interested in the movie, why am I going to go sit for a th- two-hour movie or however long it is for a five-second scene at the end? Like it, like I, I know we were talking before when this, the first rumors of this came up it doesn't change me or want me to see this movie knowing that Henry Cavill is going to be in a Superman because no matter what they say, it's going to be a five second thing. It's just going to be him on screen going, Hey, or, you know, maybe a punch, but I mean, Mm -hmm. what's a post-credit scene a minute tops. Most likely, especially if this is something that I think was rumored to have filmed recently. Right. Like, it's not like it's going to be anything major so i mean it's one thing if they got superman to be in this movie and like that was part of the promotion that it was black adam versus superman okay yeah i'd probably be there to see this movie for superman but yeah this doesn't for five seconds now i think it's yeah it's probably just a
1: 30 seconds or less cameo with like a line of dialogue here and there the only thing it does do that may excite you and this is outside of black adam is it finally does kind of open the door then and be like okay well now i can probably expect more henry cavill superman content coming in the future what kind of form that takes whether it's you know another justice league movie or they are finally will make a man of steel or he's just going to cameo around in other other movies for a while either any way you want to look at it it does kind of signal that he is back as the character so i can find that part exciting like that's kind of what i've been looking for or while you know outside of the grasp of zack snyder uh see see if someone else can kind of turn that character around for the better because the casting is perfect as we've talked about yeah it's just the material so i i that part might be more exciting than the actual cameo itself
0: yeah 100 percent. 100% 100% mm-hmm. ready to see more. We've talked about it. We have a whole Superman episode back in our archives. You can definitely check it out. Superman's role in pop culture. You can definitely check that out to hear what we think of all the Superman that have ever been on the the big screen and the little screen um, just to kind of get an idea of that. But Henry Cavell is towards the top of both of our lists, if not the top. He was a great addition. It's a shame he hasn't gotten more. And it seems like they're putting back together Snyder's Justice League because we know Ben Affleck's going to was shooting stuff to be in Aquaman. Mm -hmm. We already know he's going to be in The Flash, so Ben Affleck is somewhat back as Batman. He still has multiple appearances for being done. Ezra Miller seems to have smoothed over whatever things he has. Whether or not that's going to work in the long run is still to be seen, but he's supposed to be better in better graces with WB and is trying to salvage what uh, they have of their career. So no idea what any of that looks like long term but all of the players are still kind of in place at this point in time so who knows maybe it's another justice league but yeah henry is superman i want man of Steel too that's that's That's, stuff i mean that's all i want
1: yeah let's get there and then you know give me let's start with yeah let's start with that and then we'll branch outward from there Mm -hmm.
0: well we're going to talk about black adam here on this show after it's on hbo max and we can watch it (laughs) for free so 45 days you're going to be right here. And you know how you make sure you're right here? You like, subscribe, and follow us on all podcasts, social media services. Hit us up with those five-star reviews or thumbs up or whatever they do. If you want to join the conversation, you can hit us up over on Twitter and Instagram at Raised a Geek, Or you can shoot us an email at raisedgeek at gmail.com. That's all the places. And as always, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Don, it's time to talk about some She-Hulk. But before we do, we want to make sure you know that this episode of Raise the Geek is sponsored by Anchor.fm. So She-Hulk ended up being less of a superhero show and more of a story about a woman trying to tell her own story in an environment that constantly wants to tell women how their story should go instead. It tried to do something different for the superhero genre and more specifically, the MCU. And by breaking the fourth wall, it also was an attack on the toxic fandom that seems to have attached itself to the MCU here during phase four, which led to review bombing and a very split reaction to the show. So let's talk about it. Don, did you enjoy She-Hulk or was this one not for you? I loved it. <laughs> uh, Drunk, oh, please.
1: You, you thought uh, that was the same way I kind of said what I thought about Hellraiser and I said, yeah. I hated it. So I thought you might say I hated it. No, I, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our last episode of you guys. Hear to hear our thoughts on Hellraiser, but no, She-Hulk man, Don I, hated
0: it. So if Hellraiser's not your thing, it was not his thing either. No. So if you didn't listen to that episode and you're here now for She-Hulk, you now know what Don thought of Hellraiser.
1: Right. If you just take joy in hearing the hate, that you might like that one. Otherwise, yeah, we'll see. But as far as She-Hulk goes, man, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh pretty great from from mostly start to finish. Uh, I can I can pick out some spots here and there that were a little like, eh well, I don't know, that's kind of cheesy or or silly, too silly. But man, for the most part, I thought the <clears throat> I thought the formatting was great. You know, they told us this was going to be a lawyer sitcom. And it was for the most part, like sitcom format, man, they had different things going on every week you could pluck some of those episodes out of the middle where you didn't even have to know what was going on in the rest of the show before it to still enjoy it. I mean, they had their fair share of comedy and jokes as a sitcom is one to do. And they landed. I mean, a lot of it landed. um, I think for, for all different groups of people, like some of those jokes were just quality jokes (laughs) and you don't always get that with Marvel. Like, Stuff they want to be funny is just stupid. But a lot of this, I actually laugh Uh, in the fair amount of action it did have. Now, it's this isn't a big Hollywood Avenger style blockbuster fight scenes kind of a show. But in the small action it did have, I mean, it was it was fine. It was good enough for what this show set out to do. Uh, This show is, like I said, not trying to be Captain America Winter Soldier. It's trying to be she hulk I didn't mind the CGI after a while, you know, sometimes it got iffy here and there. Like we talked about, we did a show on the premiere and we kind of talked about that, but you know, I thought it was good enough, like up to good enough standards for a, for a TV show. Um, The performances to me are some standout ones like Tatiana Maslany, I thought was fantastic. Sometimes when you get a new character introduced this late in the game in the MCU, you can kind of take them or leave. them. like, I'm good. I can, you know, if that person pops up again, whatever, but now like, I'm excited to see where she comes in next. She was great. She was funny. She played, she Hulk and, uh, Jennifer wonderfully. I think like as a reader of she Hulk comics, like the casting there was just perfect. I think she did a great job. She's really talented. The cameos all kind of landed the supporting cast. Um, was funny enough I mean I didn't I wasn't annoyed or didn't have a problem with any of the supporting people they all kind of played their role and they were funny too uh just all around man I just had a good time you didn't have to think too much about it just kind of something you put on and you knew you could sit back for 30 to 35 minutes and just enjoy yourself and be like this is delightful so that's kind of like how I took this show and I really enjoyed myself uh glad I watched it so in a nutshell that's kind of my initial thoughts You, my friend, what did you think of
0: She-Hulk season one? Question mark. Hmm. She-Hulk season one. Now, preface. This was one of the Disney Plus announced things that I was very excited about. I really liked the idea when they were announcing it was a comedy. When they announced that it was uh, kind of going to be a lawyer show, it was going to be something different. I was really hopeful that it was going to be something different. It was Mm -hmm. definitely something different. Um. Mm -hmm. It definitely took a few episodes for me to be able to switch to what they were, I guess, accept what they were offering. Like I watched it and I was like, okay. I I was entertained by it, but I don't know what else. Like, do I like this? I don't know. Um, It wasn't until episode four. It helped that I I let a couple episodes go by. So I had a couple to watch at one time. So it kind of got into it a little bit more. But I watched episode four with Madison and that drunk lady cracked (laughs) me up and cracked me up in a way that was just I mean, she kind of took over the Internet for a week um, and was awesome. But just her delivery and the way that she did stuff that just sold me on it. And then that episode, I kind of realized the one that was the one with the magician where Wong was suing the magician. And uh, that one just kind of opened my eyes as to what this show was. And I was able I once I've watched that episode and then I watched the next one after that because I had it, but I was excited to watch that. And after that, I was like, She-Hulk, I'm here. This Mm -hmm. show is for me. This is what I wanted it to be. It just was such a drastic step from what we were normally getting. It took me a few episodes to finally like go in and accept what they were offering, I guess, or happy with it or just get it. It took me a few to get it once I got it. Forget about it. This was, I, I really enjoyed this show. Cool. Yeah, man. I, 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 I don't want to repeat a... a bunch of stuff you just said. No. Um, <laughs> I agree with a lot of stuff that you said. Most of the stuff you just said, um, there's, and we we got, you know, talking points here. That we're going to, we're going to push through as to what we thought. But overall, I really, really enjoyed this show and thought that um, it was top notch and turned out to be exactly what I wanted it to be.
1: Yeah, man. I think uh, to your point of the Madison episode being like the turning point, I wouldn't doubt if that was the turning point for a lot of people. There's myself included, like I liked the show, but that episode was like, dude, I'm really laughing. This, this stupid drunk party girl character is hilarious and it doesn't seem like it should be that's something i would usually like roll my eyes at you you feel like if they're like yeah ah, they're gonna put a slurring drunk party girl in this and like that's gonna be one of the main supporting characters of this episode like regular mute was just like oh okay i guess i'll sit through this but no like it was funny like yes. she had some hilarious lines in there once she started like going back and forth with wong i was like all right. This is comedy. This is comedy gold for some reason.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know why it worked. I didn't
1: expect it to be. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Don't know why it worked. It shouldn't have worked in any capacity. I don't know if it was just the actresses. Just her delivery, what they had her saying as drunk. She just seemed so composed and drunk and trash at the same time. And it just was (laughs) such a weird combo of what she was doing. And just that idea that she went on this massive adventure, giving goats six drops of my blood for this and that. And that's just, it just was so stupid. It was funny. And yeah, just kind of, I don't know. I felt like I understood the tone with her. And once I understood that, it just kind of opened up the show for me. And then I was just like, okay, I understand. Like I didn't understand what the show was until that point. And at yeah. that point I was like, I know what the show is now. Cool. I like it. I can roll with it. I can sure. roll with this. I can roll with this all the way. So we just had the finale We're a couple of days removed. I watched it last night. I think you watched it yesterday or day of whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter when we watched it. We watched it. We did. We watched it. We swear we watched it. Um, <laughs> What do you think of the finale? How they wrapped this show up. Now there's lots of talk because they went in full spoilers. If you haven't finished oh yeah. we're yeah. going to talk all kinds of shit about all kinds of stuff. So, definitely uh make sure if you don't want it spoiled, you should go check out She-Hulk which I think both of us highly recommend that you do if you are an MCU person. This is definitely um top-notch MCU, but finale, they did a lot of fourth wall breaking in this one and really kind of shifted the tone of this show or at least the finale you know started to go very mcu traditional big fight scene ending and then jen walters kind of was like yeah no we're not doing that and took control of her story and busted into our world got real meta she busted through the disney plus app <laughs> she was in
1: like the menu of
0: the disney she was plus in the menu <laughs> <laughs> yeah She's like, no, no, we're not watching this. And you heard her. Where's the back button back? (laughs) And all of a sudden she backed you out of the show into Disney Plus.
1: Decided which window she was going to go through. Like, ah, what if I'll go through there to get back to.
0: Let me get to the Disney lot. I'm going to talk to Kevin Feige and the writers. Like what? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was very super meta. If
0: you want to put it that way. Like we've had
1: some fourth wall breaking in this show, which is par for She-Hulk. She does that. Yeah. The comic books, as you know, people who read the comics and know her and Deadpool are known for that. And, um, but man, this was like going beyond, beyond, beyond. And I'll give them totally, total credit for like not expecting that at all. Like, I did not think they were, who would have thought that they would go that to that level with it? Yeah. Which is like crazy and cool at the same time. Like, how often does the MCU kind of blow your expectations out of the water like that? Cause it is so formulaic. Like we've talked about that before. And I think the joke is once she realized it was going down that formulaic ending, like everything that was happening in that show at the end there in, um, abomination's cabin. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is how all these shows and this is how all these movies end. <laughs> all of a sudden somebody pops in to save the day. And, the villain like uses their powers against them. And it's just a big fight with a hundred people in the room. Like, and when that was happening, I didn't realize it. But then when she started being like, wait, 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 I was like, oh, okay. Now they're, now I see what they're doing. Like, yeah, they're going totally different. So yeah, dude, I I was totally along for the ride and like laughing and, and just kind of in awe of what I was seeing. Like they really went there and Mm -hmm. that was my main thought throughout like leading into that mm-hmm. and just everything they did from that point on for the rest of the episode was just gold. Like she's changing things on the spot. Like, no, that doesn't belong there. He's not going to have my powers. He's just going to, he's a regular guy. He's been one. He's just a jerk over here in the corner. He doesn't have to be the hall. Like, uh, I don't need Bruce to come back and save me. Right. I don't need Bruce to save the day. I don't need abomination to happen. Like he's just, you know, emo or whatever the guy's name is. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was just a lot of, a lot of great stuff in there. I'm trying to think of it all, but what, how, how did it hit you like the meta-ness of it?
0: Oh, I loved it. I mean, I like shit like that when it's done right. And I thought they did it right. So yeah, like you, I didn't really notice that they were doing stuff different. Like it just did seem really, I mean, I I fell into the same thing where I was just like, all right, this is what we're doing. And I was enjoying the fact that she was complaining about it Mm -hmm. and seemed confused and stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. You know, kind of on par with what she was doing the whole series with breaking the fourth wall but then like i said when they backed us out i was like all right i'm watching something special here now and (laughs) i like this is different this is something i didn't expect and then it just kept going it was kind of like um blazing saddles you ever see blazing saddles for sure at like the whole end of that movie is like all the cowboys and everybody coming out into our Mm -hmm. world with cars and like riding horses. And then they are like going to the movie theater to see blazing saddles, to see how their movie ended. Like, I mean, it's very meta in that way. And just kind of like, all right, this movie's weird, you know? So it's one of those things. And it's what it reminded me of when she's walking around the Disney lot and then busted in on the writers and said, like, yeah, this isn't what we're doing here. And then like I said, when she went to go talk with who we all thought was Kevin Feige and it ended up being a robot who Discovered the algorithm to be successful in the MCU, (laughs) the robot that was writing all of the, uh, the products, the, the, the content. Mm -hmm.
1: He had some acronym too, which I was trying to find, but it was some hilarious acronym, like kinetic, whatever, but you know what I mean? Like it was, it was Kevin
0: Feige. Yes, but it was a robot. And, uh, (laughs) right. And being open to, hey, we're going to do something different. We're going to change stuff. And the show leaned really heavy into Jen. And they did focus, looking back at the show, they did focus a lot on her and her character and this being her show. She made a lot of jokes about, don't forget whose show this is. Don't forget Mm -hmm. whose show this is. Like almost every episode, she's like, this is my show. Like, yeah, you guys like to see Yeah. Yeah, And they... You know, as I mentioned in the thing, there was a lot of toxic fandom that went into this and in the show and the finale. I mean, the whole finale was basically these dude bros that were mad that she Hawk was a woman, you know, <laughs> and they mm-hmm. were like, we're going to destroy her, you know, on message boards. I mean, it was and I know they pulled actual tweets as dialogue in the show and showed those tweets on screen at some portion. So, I mean, they knew how the show was going to be received based on history I and previous Past things that have happened, so they were aware, you know, and I mean, a lot of stuff that came out after Natalie Portman was was Thor, you know, in Love and Thunder, a lot of those comments were dialogue in this finale. So, I mean, they really leaned heavy into our world and how stuff is being received and tried to shine a light on that and tried to show her standing and rising to that, which I thought was really cool, um, depending on how you felt about all that. You know, obviously, that's going to rub some people the wrong way. So, I mean, you're going to receive it how you're going to receive it. And that's, you know, how you receive it. So, um, but the Meta-ness fourth wall of it, I've always, I always enjoy the fourth wall breaking when it's done good. There are times where it can be done really bad. And I thought this show handled it well across the board, but this ending was awesome. Like I knew I was watching something special and I don't think I was wrong about that.
1: Yeah, man, totally. Some of the, just some of the stuff in there, especially when she finally got into Kevin's office. Yeah. And was talking with him and just like kind of running through things, just like inside jokes and the writers not being afraid to poke fun at the MCU and like how it's been run. And I like to think in my head, like Kevin Feige was hands off with that and kind of just let them do it, uh, which is great. It's just like if you can laugh at yourself, we can all laugh along with you. You know, if if you have the guts to make fun of yourself, I give you credit for that. And just some of the some of the stuff in there was just like gold, like one that sticks out in my head was her just running down the line of things that might happen in the future. Like, oh, I'm going to be in a movie. And he was like, no, (laughs) or or like, let's talk about season two of your show first or something. And like she's bringing up like characters she wants to see, like the best line was like, and let's get the X-Men in here. And then she looked at the camera and I gave a thumbs up and I was like, that's
0: perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when she said yeah when are we gonna see the x-men and then looked at us and gave us a thumbs up like i got your back you know that was yeah. awesome yeah that was great dude
1: yeah that's uh, and talking about matt murdoch and daredevil being in her show just like this it is it just so such creative uh yeah. such a creative way to go that took us all by surprise
0: yeah when when she said the line when she talked about well i'm a smack i'm a i'm a hulk and uh Bruce smashes buildings, but I smash fourth walls. And sometimes Matt Murdoch, hey, that killed me. I died. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was good. That was yeah, totally just, good. Just like I said, she was amazing for this role. Um, Tatiana Maslany, I really didn't have any doubts for her for this role. And she knocked it out of the park. Like she just did. She handled everything that she needed to handle. Not everybody could do that role. Not everybody could do that in like such the likable way that she did it. And just everything about her was adorable and just made me yeah. want to keep watching like her story and what she was doing and standing up for herself. And just like, like I said, I really, really enjoyed it.
1: And me too, dude, uh, from the cameos to the guest stars to that whole finale,
0: I top to bottom, I I don't really have too many complaints about this show. So now the the big thing that, was its own kind of controversy in a way was that we knew from the beginning that Daredevil was going to be in this show. We've seen clips. We knew Daredevil was here. No one knew when he was going to show up and they didn't tell us. So then there was lots of people, every episode, where's Daredevil? Where's Daredevil? Where's Daredevil? Um, And then getting mad that they were waiting until the end, the last two episodes for Daredevil. And they're going to make us watch the whole show. Yeah, that's called marketing. And that's called you know that's just how the world works you know i mean and they told you about halfway through they said daredevil's gonna be in the last two episodes so you didn't have to keep watching
1: i think they really also like lit the fuse on people when it was in the middle of the season the episode where she got the costume maker the superhero costume maker to make her an outfit or like an evening gown plus a superhero outfit and like the last scene of that episode was seeing an open box with the daredevil mask in it yeah and that kind of lit the fuse for the Daredevil bros. Like, he's back in the next episode. I can't wait. And then it was another two episodes without him. And I, I love the fact that that bothered people so much. Like, yeah, dude, just relax. Like, the show is called She-Hulk, first of all. It's not called She-Hulk and Daredevil. And I love that they're making you mad right now. Like, be mad about it. Like, keep yep. watching, though. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: oh yeah uh, they they definitely the writers of this show definitely fed on their tears for sure like yeah, their, I, I love their blood sweat and tears was just fed on by these writers man they, they just had a feast
1: yeah it was it was perfect i was like yeah let's let him never show up even though i want him to but i just maybe he'll never come so these guys can have you know
0: seizures yeah, about it. his five second cameo like superman in black adam you know five seconds at the end where he's just like what's up jen and it fades to black that would have been perfect but anyway devil's (laughs) here i would have died i would have died laughing that would have been so funny see you on my show in two years (laughs) peace (laughs) um how do you think this was daredevil's entrance into the mcu officially so this was you know we knew he was coming we saw him for you know as 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 uh matt murdoch in mm-hmm. Spider-Man for that one scene, which everyone was very excited about. But now we know we're obviously going to see the more of this character. He's got his own show. Born Again is coming to Disney Plus. Um, but this question was, how is Matt Murdock going to fit in the MCU? Is it going to be the same as his Netflix character? Is it going to be changed? What's what's going on? Like, what are we getting? So how did you feel Matt Murdock and Daredevil was handled as his now official version MCU version? All right. Uh.
1: I enjoyed pretty much everything that was, you know, Daredevil of mm-hmm. She Hulk in this show. Um, him being on the show makes sense. First off, that he's also the other notable lawyer in Marvel comics, so having a show about, you know, the law, it just makes sense if you're going to have introduce him at some point. This is kind of the part that makes sense. So that's that's cool, and they they cross paths a bunch in the comic books too. So that all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people's biggest thing like you kind of mentioned and alluded to is the tone shift in this which is a lawyer sitcom as compared to netflix daredevil which is a gritty um bloody violent serious show um and the biggest thing would be you know would his personality change is he now going to be goofy telling jokes but here's the thing depending on what daredevil comics you read he's he's all those things, like I don't I've never understood this thing where you you just people want to pin him down and be like, "No, that's not how Daredevil acts. Well, you haven't read then the Mark Wade comics with Chris Samney where he jokes and smiles and wears you know uh is at a costume party wearing a shirt that says, "I'm not Daredevil," and like it's got a light tone to it like Daredevil can be more than just one thing, and the fact that the guy the the guy is complaining that he's not like the Netflix Daredevil means just like you don't read enough comics you don't watch enough shows you know what I mean yeah. um Spider-Man tells a bunch of jokes now he can get serious too and want to kill Green Goblin like you did at the end of Spider-Man but he can be both things you know what I mean so I didn't have a problem with it I I actually enjoyed it I liked seeing that character actually happy and smiling and able to like tell a joke but still be able to beat the hell out of someone and you know all his power set was the same. The outfit's cool. Now you got the yellow in there um, and he can like, who knows? He can interchange between outfits later and go back to the red. And he's got a black outfit, too. I think I I think it was a great representation of it. And I like seeing another side of the character that wasn't so dark. Now, when we get to his show, if they want to go back to like a more of a darker tone, you can do that. You know why? Because it's, we're flexible here. The he has he can he can be all these things. Yeah. Maybe he'll act completely different in the Echo show as well. Who knows? We're just gonna have to wait and see. But I I was a fan of it. I'm I'm glad he had that one episode. He didn't take over the show. He was just a nice extra supporting character. And I don't know, man. I I, I got nothing but good things to say about it. How about you?
0: Yeah, it was perfect. Okay. Um I yeah, I I'm not obsessed with trying to have an idea of what the character should be. Like you said, there's so many different versions in comics. So many I haven't even seen. But if this is the Daredevil they're going to give me, as long as I like it. Now, if I didn't like it, then ew, why'd they do that? I liked it. So I can't really complain about the changes that they made because I was entertained. I, I liked seeing Matt Murdock. I thought it made sense when they brought him in. I loved that he came in as the, you know, the lawyer protecting the guy who makes his suits. I thought that right. was really brilliant to do. And then, I mean, him and... uh Jens like uh chemistry was outstanding so just watching them flirt with each other and crack jokes on each other and do all that stuff was just awesome um his walk of shame was amazing um <laughs> that was just him just walking down the street kind of looking sad with no shoes on just carrying his boots in the daredevil costume was outstanding yeah. and uh I just uh, I mean, I really can't complain. I was excited when he came back in the finale, especially because Jen told Kevin, we need Daredevil back in this one. And that's where he just fell from the sky, like perfect. <laughs> like he just was generated for her um, like that. just He just kind of fell out of nowhere and it just cracked me up anyway. And then he was just there. And that whole scene with her family um, talking to him was just awesome. I mean, all of that was great. I can't I'm so excited to see more Daredevil. I enjoyed everything that they gave us
1: yeah and you know what daredevil bros you still got your scene where he got to brutalize a bunch of people in a hallway oh yeah now it may not have been to the same level as Netflix but it was still there you still got that so anyone complaining now just wants to complain you know that's all that's all it's gonna be because I couldn't imagine a better way to reintroduce them um
0: agree agree I'm excited to see more I'm so glad Charlie Cox is back as the character um just because i think he's a great daredevil i mean he really mm. really is and recasting it i think would have been a mistake not saying that they wouldn't have found somebody but you have this dude who's right there who can yeah. do it and he's and he can fit in and pull off clearly he can pull off a different tone as well so that's great i mean if he could only do brooding then but um i think yeah. he pulled off i think he pulled off what he needed to perfectly to show i got this it's called range people it's called range I liked it. I liked it at all as all of it. Now, I don't know anything about this, but we did get a reveal in the finale that Hulk has a son Mm. and he took off Mm -hmm. on a spaceship and was out for the middle of the show and came back at the end and said, Hey guys, this is my son. And we saw some like tribal Hulk thing. I know nothing about that. I don't know anything about that kid's name or I'm assuming this is working towards maybe a planet Hulk thing that has been in rumored forever. You know, um, clearly he went to another planet and came back with his son. So Um, if you have more information on that i'd love to hear about it
1: oh a little bit more scar is the name of the the kid um so he's hulk's son in the comics and this is a character that kind of came from like you just said the planet hulk storyline and then world war hulk that Hmm. followed which as you as you also kind of were starting to say is been rumored to be something that if they ever wanted to Do more Hulk solo stuff in the MCU. That's the route they would go because it's such a well-thought-of Hulk storyline and crossover that involves more characters from the Marvel Universe. So it's kind of a big movie event they could eventually do. This seems like they might actually do it now. Early on in the show, we saw Hulk leave and leave on a spaceship, which kind of looked like um, spaceships we've seen from Jeff Goldblum's character. Earlier had a similar chip. Uh, I can't remember. he's not the collector. He's the uh, I'm gonna be mad at myself for not being able to remember this. He's got some other name. Yeah, that's driving me insane. I'll look it up. Yeah, you you'll look it out. up as I'm talking. <laughs> a lot of the <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the elements from Planet Hulk have kind of already been used in the MCU when they did Thor Ragnarok, like mm-hmm. uh Hulk being on a different planet and kind of being a champion of a tournament. And that's that's kind of mixed in there. So we'll kind of see if they do want to execute planet Hulk, if they go back to that, or maybe it'll just be like, this is what happened to Hulk while he was away during She-Hulk. This is what he left to do. This is what happened. And just having the character of Scar in there kind of tells you that's what they're going to do. I think Scar is also like a member could be a member of the young Avengers. We might've just got added another member of the young Avengers because he is part of that whole group. So we're just going to have to kind of see what they do with it. I think it's, it's the one thing in this show that kind of, connects to the future of the Mm -hmm. mcu you know these these shows always kind of like to build on something and and leave you a a bread trail of what's to come in the future that's the one thing where it's
0: like ah okay another character that we're gonna see again yeah i'm definitely interested in more and more interested in that kind of world war hulk and planet hulk storyline and seeing what that looks like whether it's on the big or small screen um so that definitely has me excited um was Jeff Goldblum's character. Ah, there we go, okay. Uh, talking about another returning character, Abomination got his big return in the MCU. We talked about it in our first thing when they did the first couple episode drops, I believe. Um, but Tim Roth came back reprising his role from The Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. And uh, how did you feel that Abomination's return was handled? You know, Emil kind of came back as a different character, reformed, um, had a lot of jokes. And I mean, we had the whole episode at his his compound Um, meditation compound where he was having groups and helping people helping superheroes cope with their mental issues um how did you enjoy abomination you glad he's back you this way or well well having him well sir
1: having him back is interesting enough as it is because like we talked about before it just has been since the incredible hulk and we probably never thought tim roth or the abomination would ever be back right so having him back is cool. Um, like I mean, we got a little preview of it during Shang Chi, which all kind of connected here, which is cool. But I feel like it's it's interesting because it's it's more of that character getting a getting a second shot at it, like a second bite at the apple, a second shot. In the same way they did, you know, the Hulk. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting. I think they're taking that character into unexpected areas. Like I don't know about you, but I expected him to turn on Jen so many times. Like at the at the retreat or everybody in that room to like turn on her and be the villains, but they didn't. They just kind of let her be and he was just chill. And yeah. the only reason the only reason he's going back to jail is because he did turn into the abomination, but he didn't like hurt anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was expecting that the whole time. Like, oh, he's going to go bad. At what point is he going to flip? And they never did that. So that was unexpected and cool. Um, the little final credits scene there is wong coming to get him this is kind of what people expected like ah, is he gonna is he the unannounced member of the thunderbolts or what are we gonna now now we can kind of see like he is gonna be used in some capacity at a later point which is mm-hmm. also interesting um yeah man but i was totally here for it i'm here for the incredible hulk redemption uh haven't gotten Liv tyler back in any way but she's like the last one to come if that ever happens but yeah man i, I thought it was cool i didn't i like tim roth how about you
0: once again i agree um <laughs> okay, yeah. it was entertaining tim roth was is kind of can always be great. I mean, he's hit or miss sometimes with the roles, but he always just does a great job with what he's doing. He's obviously a a Tarantino kind of long stay. He always pops up in those things. Um, So I kind of have a weird, nostalgic soft spot for him from, you know, Reservoir Dogs and stuff for whatever reason. Um, But I always have a I hold him high in my mind for whatever reason. So um, it was nice to see him come back. And I thought he, you know, took this turn. And once again, just like uh, Charlie Cox, did with daredevil. Did something completely different and it fit and it worked and he made me laugh a couple times and i liked just the light-hearted nature fit perfectly for the show and um obviously he can still be abomination we'll still see probably another different side of him for thunderbolts but um yeah it's awesome second life on some of these characters that we thought we'd never see again it's a win i can't yeah can't complain about it um, win-win and, and don't want to complain about it so as we close up this conversation don mm-hmm. We got to ask the question, where would you put this in phase four? We've Ooh, talked a lot about phase four, started with WandaVision. I think it is vast. Yeah, it's it vast. Is vast. We got a lot of Disney plus shows. Um, We got one more project before phase four comes to a close with what kind of forever here in about a month. Um, but where do you, do you have a place? Have you still thinking about it? Like where, what do you, what do you, want to put this how do you think it fits into phase four in your overall entertainment uh good question that i
1: hadn't thought about too much yet but i could probably confidently say it's definitely top half if not like top fourth and maybe even top five like if you put all the movies and shows together and put them in a you know mixing pot and you pick them out it might be top five man like for shows too like especially i i liked like I, we've talked about i liked wandavision and loki a lot and those i still might like maybe a little better but not by much like this is pretty much up there uh with those i can i can kind of put and which is crazy to think that you know those are big scale more bombastic more like a long part watching a movie and this is actually uh, just a TV show that was made to be a TV show and is a TV show, but I'm holding it in as high regard as like Loki, which is crazy. Um, now, as far as finales go, like this and Loki finale are the same to me. Like both the best finales we've had of a show. Yeah. And Loki is mainly just because um, Kang dropped in, you know, right.
0: Zero um, unexpected.
1: yeah. And that's what made that great. But this one was just like, all right. Like you kind of said, during this chat here i'm seeing something special this is great they totally went outside the box i didn't think the mcu could shock me or surprise me anymore but they're totally doing it right now and i'm watching it in real time um but yeah man it's definitely top half maybe top fourth maybe top five i read that it, that says a lot i think i i thought it was it's up there um you saying different
0: oh it's definitely top mm-hmm. um it's Looking back, and of course, this could change the more I think about it, but it's definitely, I really think it's my favorite show. Oh, that's saying a lot. Um, A lot of that comes with time because a lot of those shows, I really enjoyed them while I was watching them, but the more I thought about them afterwards, the more I was like, was that really good? Or did it, and especially sometimes you hit Loki, where then it's like, I haven't seen any fallout from that yet. And it makes me mad. Like, I felt like that should have connected to something. And the fact that it didn't is kind of frustrating, makes it feel like a waste. Um, Now, when, of course, Loki season two comes and we really pick up, then, of course, it might completely obviously change and depends on how I'm thinking about things at whatever time. But I definitely, as of right now, really feel like She-Hulk was easily probably one of my favorite or if not my favorite show. And I think I would probably put it in my top three phase four. I haven't really liked a lot of phase four. It's all been fine, but nothing stands out to me um Mm. as being like oh my god this movie was amazing you know like nothing blew my mind away like i really feel like parts of this show did like it was just so different and fun Mm -hmm. while still being good still telling a story still being more than just what we've seen over and over again you know like they talked about in the finale breaking the mold doing something different trying to bust up the algorithm a little bit um whether or not they're going to do that moving forward with any other project, who knows. But um, I just, to me, just the idea of doing something different just puts it up to the top because that's been the biggest complaint with Phase 4 is it's just kind of been the same. We've been a lot of origin stories, a lot of m- meeting new characters, a lot of older characters stepping aside for the new ones to step in and just a lot of stuff going on that can be hit or miss. And um, And then some things that should have been hits that I really felt weren't Doctor Strange, Love and Thunder, I felt like both of those movies should have been just mind melting and they weren't. And the only movie that was mind melting was Spider-Man, which really, I don't even know where that counts in the MCU because it's a Sony thing and it's its own thing. But realistically, the only thing that that had going for it was nostalgia. So, I mean, if you didn't have the other Spider-Man in it, would that, I mean, that whole movie was just nostalgia baiting. My God. Yeah. So like, it was cool. I'm not going to say I wasn't in the theater just like freaking out, but I also haven't had the urge to watch it again, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you take away that nostalgia aspect of that movie, what do you have? Mm -hmm. You know? So, and once again, since you weren't tied in with Loki and the multiverse, it kind of was confusing to me and same with Dr. Strange. So it's like, there's just lots of things that have kind of made me very Questionable of Phase Four, but She Hulk was like a breath of fresh air, so it just pushes it all the way to the top for me. Um, I'm sure there are other things. I don't know where I'd place it, but I could easily, comfortably, probably say top three, and it would probably comfortably fit in one of those spots. I don't know at this point in time exactly which one, but no, yeah, I, you made some good points. I mean, it's it's true. It just was. I had a good time. I really surprisingly enjoyed it, and up until about episode four, I didn't I didn't see that coming was mm-hmm. on uh, Madison. Madison got me, and that was <laughs> that was it. If it wasn't for her, I don't know where I'd be right now. Chris is on hashtag Team Madison. Team Madison all the way. Give me Madison and Wongers uh, Save the universe, and I'm.
1: I was kind of disappointed they didn't have Madison pop up there again towards A the bit. end. Like, but I mean, she served her purpose. We probably haven't seen the last of Madison. Well, Next time man- we see Wong, you got to have her like kind of just sitting there on the couch watching. Law and Order or whatever show they were watching together, like The Sopranos or something.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, is they just didn't know. Right. No, they they didn't, didn't know she was going to take off to the way that she did. So I just right. don't think they were expecting it or prepared to do anything about it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see her again because of that. But yeah, I just don't think they were prepared right. to have her in something else. She wasn't a character that was made to Get she was a joke was- for that episode. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, So She definitely was not made to get that type of reception she did, but she did just one of those characters that'll pop up and take over the internet for a week.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. I loved it. And I really loved She-Hulk. I thought it was great. You have any final thoughts or anything else that you want that we missed about She-Hulk?
1: I don't think so. Like you said, everybody listening, if you've listened this far, we're sure you probably watched it, but if you haven't, and you just wanted to listen to us talk about it before you watched it, we, Comes highly recommended from Raise the Geek. Uh, you should definitely check out that show. One of the MCU's better offerings in recent memory.
0: Um, so it's worth your time. Hundred, hundred percent. Um, and let us know what you thought about She-Hulk. Shoot us an email, raise the geek, gmail.com Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at raise the geek. Let us know what you thought of She-Hulk, because I would love to know where you fell and why you did or didn't like it, because uh we are here for everyone's opinions on what they thought about um, what we all love to watch love to hate watch or love love, <laughs> love to, to love to watch, watch. <laughs> yeah love to love watch you know everybody's got their different reasons for doing stuff so but i think unless we got any objections that's going to do it for us this week so for raised the geek i'm chris and i'm done and thanks for checking out the show where geek is all we speak